Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I'm a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast. Today, I have on my dad. So we're going to have a 15-minute jam session about life. Are you excited to be here, Pops? (laughs) Are you excited to be here? Well, I don't know. I I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally sitting here together and he's like, what are you going to ask me? And I said, questions about life. Cause that's what we need. So go grab your journals, take a, take a, this outside. If you can uh, take some notes because um, dad's going to give us some good pieces of advice. I know you are. It's all new for them. Right. It depends on what you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's start with this. There is a term that you taught me a long time ago. And it was to walk the walk, not just talk, talk the walk. walk. Right. Yeah. Right. So tell us a little bit about, you got to get a little closer to the mic, but tell us a little bit about that terminology, where it came from and what it means to you. Uh, where it came from, I guess I don't even know, but uh, what it means to me is that uh, it's just do, instead of doing a bunch of talking, you know, and get down to brass tacks and get doing, you know. So if you're going to want to do something and you just keep talking about it and don't don't get going and start doing, then you're not getting anywhere, you know. And I guess that's uh, what I mean by walk to walk is, is uh, you got a, uh, a task to do, get at it, get her done. Or if you got something really big, you want to create something, do something, give it a shot, even if it doesn't work. Um, That's how you learn, you know. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's okay. It's just an experience. Ooh, I like that. It's just an experience to build on, right? Right. I love it. I love it. Uh, so can I share with you what I think of that term? Okay. By the way, I'm going to get a tattoo and it's going to say that. You're going to be okay with that? 
you're going to write it out and then I'm going to get a tattoo. That's my next tattoo. I have mom and it says forgive and I want to get one for dad. And uh, I decided that walk the walk was what I was going to do. Okay. So you okay with that? Sure. Cool. All right. So when I think about that term, walk the walk, I think about it as those people, because there's a lot of people I think that say one thing and they do another. So they will say, oh yeah, I'm a believer in something or I have integrity or I don't lie or I don't steal. And yet they do, they show up differently than what they perceive in image. And so when I think about walk the walk for me, when I'm going to look at my tattoo, that's what it's going to mean to me as well, is that it's not just in the doing, but it's in actually showing up as how you say that you are. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yep. That's a good point, but you are right. People do say one thing and do something totally different or or not in line with what they said they were going to say or do. Yeah, you're right. It does happen. Okay. Can we talk leadership? Because Pops was where you were in the Navy, right? right. He also played football, by the way, in college. That's right. So I got, I got free college education just by playing football. Okay. And you were born and raised uh, on a farm, right? And so you did a lot. You learned a lot about leadership through that, I would think, as well, uh, right? We pretty much did what we had to do to get it done. We didn't We didn't get a lot of, uh, I mean, we were told once, and that was about it. Better listen, because <laughs> you had to take the ball from there. Our dad was nice about it that way. I mean, you know, so... Sometimes we would agree exactly on on how to go about doing it, but as long as we got the job done, that was okay. Yeah, you know, that was okay. But yeah, we uh, our whole family grew up as pretty much leaders, and uh, I think one follows another. If you have a little bit of training that way, then um, it's up to you. Once you've been kind of shown how to do it, that it's up to you to take the ball and run with it and not be keep being spoon fed, so to speak. You know, well, this is how you do it. And and, and you don't have to keep hearing it again and again. And I guess that's why uh, when uh, it came time to go to the military, it was more uh, attractive to be an officer as opposed to enlisted guy to help to help um, move things along, be a leader. But let, let me make sure that you understand it. All of the people who are in the military are leaders of one sort or another, whether you're an enlisted guy or whether you're an officer, you just lead different ways and different things, you know, in my opinion. But um, yeah, those that don't, well, they don't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't make it. And we've had some of that. And, and there's really not a lot you can do to turn them around, actually. They had some some troops that officers as well as enlisted guys. So what do you think makes up a really good leader? Oh, vision, ambition, um, 
you know, uh, you, you got to have something sitting out there, a ways that you want to accomplish. And, you know, if you understand um, what the task is, it has to be done, and it's just a matter of getting it done. You know, I can remember one time in business, um, we I got working on a project with a guy and a customer. And they were, the customer was paying us big money. And we put together this project. And when we got the outcome, the, um, the uh, executive that we provided the product to looked at it. And he says, you know, this is exactly what I wanted. Exactly. And when I went and told my own management, they said, uh, Hey, you, you, did a, you did a hell of a job. And I said, well, I didn't do much. I, I, they did a lot of the work, you know. And my manager said, but it was your idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can have good ideas. But uh, sometimes you need a little help to uh, fulfill them. And if that's the case, go for it, you know. Uh, get help. So what else besides, <laughs> I love you, <laughs> move the, <laughs> my dad's like tapping with a pen. The other thing that you used to do when I was growing up was uh, playing with your coins in your pocket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the other thing. You loved playing with your coins in your pocket. It's so funny. The things that we remember of our, of our family members. Mm. Okay. So what are some other things? that you find to be really crucial to make uh, to like, what are some other things that you would tell your grandkids or your kids about life? The learnings that you've had. Well, how old are you? 82. 82. (laughs) So what other things would you tell your kids about life that you've learned that you would want them to know or your grandkids? Well, I think I've kind of already touched on that. You know, if if someone brings you along and promotes you or gives you an opportunity, don't expect them to, um, I think I've said this already, but don't expect them to continue to uh, help you attain what you know whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing in other words you're given a task you have to do it you have you cannot depend on um you cannot depend on uh, someone else telling you how to do it and all that kind of stuff if you do you're not gonna you're not gonna be much of a real leader i think uh, I, i'm you got to take you got to take the reins yourself right, that's right. what you're saying that's you got to right. try it not be afraid or be fearful or right. or you know start to question yourself you got to actually put yourself out there and take the first step that's right yeah in uh, in uh yeah what would you like to tell people about love No, you define what you mean. Love of uh, love of your family, love of your spouse, love of your job. What kind of love are you talking about here? 
Uh, let's start with love of family. Well, if you're going to have them, you better love them. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you don't love them, then you better not have them. <laughs> what um, about love of spouse? Well, absolutely. Uh, it should be endless. Sometimes just reading an article about that uh, uh, just this morning about how and this may hit home in some cases, but how um, there are fewer marriages going on in the church anymore. There are few, there were more divorces going on in the church, and I can't quite conceive of how. This is my feeling, but I can't conceive of how you uh, supposedly love someone, and then you can, uh, you know, five years or 10 years or 20 years or whatever, say, I don't love you anymore. It just doesn't, it, I, I, I can't even con comprehend that or conceive, but uh, I guess it happens. Don't know how, but uh, well, I guess you, it happens. I think you and mom have had this love that has been, you know, eternal. And so you have been a very, blessed we're blessed to have parents that also love each other unconditionally so i think there's that too i think unconditional love is really important and for many people they just don't know how to do unconditional love I think we other, have unconditional love in our family yeah we do but i think the other thing that kind of helps that along is that um you know uh my wife uh, wanted to participate in everything that I did. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to participate in what she did. You know, she loved to dance. And I love to dance, you know. Um, when I started hunting right after we were married, she got real somber, you know. Well, hell, I didn't realize that she wanted to go hunting too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Fishing was never a big problem because she always fished with her dad, but they never caught anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we used we used to catch fish, and it was always who's going to get the biggest one and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah. What would you tell people about um, about like because our family's really really close? Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of families that unfortunately don't experience that closeness that we have. What do you think is the magic that holds our family so close together? I'm going to have you answer yours and then I'm going to tell you what I think mine is. Well, I think it was, um, I attribute more uh, that. You know, I'm not going to say it's a 50-50, but I would say that uh, your very mother and my wife, she's the one that uh, that made that happen. She 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 was to the point of demanding that we stay very very close, uh, get on that phone and call, or uh, you know whatever it took just to make sure that. Uh, we uh, 
And of course, we're always party people too. So I mean, what the <laughs> heck? It was always fun to have everyone around, you know. There were there were no standbyers in our in our family. Everybody was ready to ready to have fun. And uh, what the heck? Do you remember the story where there was there was a local in our town? You, we were just talking about this. There was a local in our town, and mom mom always made sure that everyone felt like family, regardless if they were a stranger or not. Yeah, and that's just how she was. And he didn't have family, and uh, wasn't always the most cleaned up person. And we were having a New Year's Eve party at our house. And he wanted to come and mom said, of course you're invited, but you need to show up. You need to clean up if you're going to come into this house. Yeah. And he showed up in a suit and a tie and um, t- shaved. He was totally shaved <laughs> and um, he didn't have a lot, but he made sure that he showed up in what he had. And mom was just like, yeah, see, come on in, you know, look at what you can do. And so she was very much into I think being that person where when you also were feeling at a lower point, she was there to support and guide and love you and believe in you and give you hope and, and guide you. Like she was a really, really good, loving, very loving woman and mom and partner. And, and she was always good about making sure that everybody felt like they were an equal regardless of who you were, you were always an equal. And so I think that for us, I think that our family, uh, you guys instilled that in both of you instilled that in us. And that's also what became the thread of our family was the fact that it was unconditional love always didn't matter. Didn't and it didn't matter who screwed up. One of us always also made sure that <laughs> we were there to let the other person know you screwed up, but we still love you. <laughs> and now do better. Yeah, and I think that we we had that uh, model where nobody, like you said, nobody was better than somebody else. And if someone was making C's in school and someone was making A's. It didn't really matter. It just mattered that uh, you still got treated the same. Not that the C's couldn't be better, but sometimes uh, people just uh, yeah can't do it, you know, or figure it out a little later in life or something that she yeah, could have done better, maybe yeah or whatever. But uh, yep. So. What else would you like to tell everybody? Oh. If you could leave one piece of advice for everyone, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I guess uh, you have to do your share as well, no matter you can't. I mean, you can't expect your spouse to do it all. You can't expect kids to do it all. You got to all chip in and and make this thing work. You can't be blaming somebody else if it doesn't. 
work that way. If, if it doesn't, maybe you didn't carry your end of the bargain, I guess. I think that that actually proves right for a lot of stuff. Like, I think a lot of times people like to place blame elsewhere or project and not, I think one of the other things that you, you guys have really taught us a lot of is not to play victim to your own experiences or difficulties. Even when you are a victim, it's okay. Don't stay there. Right. Pick yourself up, learn from it, move forward, do better. Yeah. That was the one that one of the things that I think that you have all done a really, really damn good job of in our family all the way around. Yeah. Like mom used to say, you can cry, but then fill it with laughter. Yep. You can get mad, but then let it go. Yep. You know? So I've loved having you here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep pulling you into things. I was like, let's go lobster trapping. Let's go fishing. Let's do a podcast episode. Well, there you go. I gave you the idea. I said, uh, well, when I come out, I like to go fishing. You wouldn't have thought of that. No, I wouldn't have. So there at, I get the idea and you put it all together. I think we just talked about that a little while Dad, ago. <laughs> we kick ass. <laughs> Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that there was lobster trapping here in the South yeah, Bay. I didn't either. And then yeah. I went and asked, talked to some guys about, hey, my dad's coming to town. If you ever, like, if there's fishing available or whatever. And then they say, you should take lobster trapping. Yeah. You can go lobster trapping. How cool is yeah. that? Yeah. they. I get the idea. They put it together and then I end up paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not it always. Was well worth it. <laughs> it was well worth it. Yeah. Sometimes here and there. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, thank you for coming on and jamming with me for a few minutes. And I know that a lot of people are going to find this very helpful. So. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, you're very welcome. It uh, it's an interesting uh, thought process. <laughs> What have you, what have, how have you prepared? I haven't, you're going to ask the questions, I guess. Well, and you know, what's funny is so Marty is coming. My brother's coming on with uh, Michelle Mace Curon. She's a uh, fighter pilot. She was a fighter pilot. And so um really excited to have her on too. And so she, and she went to St. Thomas with Marty. Well, yeah. not with Marty. She was many years after my brother, Okay, but uh, it's going to be fun to have them on too. So yeah. As he always says, he's like, you have some interesting ideas, Sarah. So let's go with them. Anyhow, so go back and listen to this. I hope it was helpful. 15 minutes of jamming with my pops. And uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. <laughs> what do you think? Well, we'll see. Go share this. Yeah, see how long I'm around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to come back out. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, we just—I was just talking about that with with someone, you know, and uh, that's the intent. We'll see what yes. happens. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so share this with other people. Tag me. Let's move it along. And I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Dad. You. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. 
My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultincrans.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.